Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple, hour number two of a TV theme song Thursday. And we're live, of course, from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Now, you can follow us as well on social media. I'm at Chris underscore Broussard on Twitter, Chris Broussard 68 on Instagram. Rob is at Rob Parker FSR on the gram. And uh, we got Carrie Kittles. Uh, joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk NBA finals with him. So you want to keep it locked for that. Carrie's always good. But for now, um, we're going to go back to the finals. And last night, uh, look, Draymond is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, I don't know how many Draymond, how many topics he's given us over the past 
week and a half, but it seems like we're doing a Draymond topic at least one every day. And um, so this one is not a based on something Draymond said, but it's based on something that was said about Draymond or to Draymond. And it is the Celtics fans, Rob. And yesterday, now we know all the, you know, trouble Draymond got into in game two with Celtics players. You know, he's just laying on them and hitting them here and there and and instigating and all of that. And so you knew when he went to Boston, it was going to be crazy. And indeed it was. And right, almost right from the beginning, they were chanting F Draymond Green, expletive Draymond Green. And uh, Steve Kerr was asked about it. He said, classy, sarcastically, obviously. Uh, Draymond himself, you know, hey, that's the, they did what they supposed to do. He, he actually handled it pretty well. And Clay said, hey, we played in front of rude fans before. That shows no class and stuff like that. So, Rob, you um, were adamant that you wanted to say something about the fans in Boston. And are you coming to Draymond Green's defense? Chris, only from this standpoint. We know how passionate and what a great sports town Boston is, okay? They live and they breathe. I've been going to that town forever since I started covering the NBA. Been to Fenway Park a million times. I love the ballpark and how much passion. Obviously, the Patriots. I've been to Foxborough. I've been to the. I've been for everything. Okay, they got the four teams. They love hockey as much as they love football and baseball and basketball. They they just it's a big sports town, but it's a bad sports town because the passion that they have is ill-guided and ill-fated in that they are not classy. You can be passionate about your team. You can give the other team a hard time. But, Chris, Boston just is not. You think they crossed the line yesterday? I think they've they've crossed the line as a city for a number of occasions. This is just – this is milder. No, this is milder than – what they've done, but I say it goes with a history of what the city, of what these sports fans, and obviously it's not all of them. I just want to give you a couple of examples of things that have happened in that town. And there was one that was really ugly when the uh, Washington Capitals beat the Bruins, Chris, in, in the playoffs, and the Bruins were the de- defending Stanley Cup champs. And Joel Ward was a black player for when the Capitals. This was, uh, what was this, 20, I just don't have the date in front of me. It was like 2017, 2016, okay. something like that. Not just that long ago. Just a few ago. years ago. Right. Yeah, just a few years ago. And after uh, Joel Ward uh, sent them home, Chris, he had an overtime game-winning goal in the seventh game, right? A number of fans just went off calling them the uh, – I don't even want to say the words, but just calling him all kinds of terrible, terrible names because he scored the goal. Not not that he beat them and he wanted to rip on the guy or you're mad at him, but racist stuff, right? right. And we know right. in the NHL there's only a handful of black players and they're all from – just about all of them are from Canada, right? right? Not even from the United States. 
And then we know in 2017, it was Adam Jones who played for the Orioles who they're throwing banana peels at him. They're calling him all kinds of racist names in the outfield in Fenway Park. So we've seen that. CeCe Sabathia, who's who's a guy I've known for a long time, upstanding guy who who is a real person, not in making up stuff or trying to, you know, up up somebody by by piling on. Said he he played in the big leagues for what, 15, 16 years. Said there's only one stadium he'd ever been called the N-word, Fenway Park, in his entire career. Right. So there's a pattern here, and obviously it didn't get to this level, Chris, but but Boston is an issue up there, and I don't know what it is or why they go overboard more so than any. Chris, you've covered games all over, right, for how many years? 30 years. Almost 30. Well, basically, yeah, close to right? 30 years 30 as years. far as professional, yeah. It doesn't happen everywhere, does it? It doesn't happen everywhere. I mean, I, I have not experienced – I haven't had any bad experiences in Boston. But you're right. I mean, the history is the history. Um, look, Boston has been more racist than most northern cities. Let's just call it what it is. Which is which, I mean, which Bill is, Russell, the greatest yeah, yeah. winner in the history of professional sports, Ask him. was treated – terribly there by fans that cheered him during the game but he was treated horribly in in real life there and so I hear what you're saying I mean they're, they're they just can't get past that right now I thankfully it didn't go there last right night. it didn't go to that extreme and, my right. god and I wasn't fearing that I wasn't thinking that it would but you know you never know and thankfully it didn't as far as last night Look, remember, Rob, was it last year when the Knicks fans were chanting the same thing about Trey Young? Now, me personally, do I want to hear a crowd doing that? No. And for Draymond, you know, and his wife complained because his, on social media because his little son was there who was also on the podium with Draymond. Now, Draymond did curse in front of his son. We said that I played like, you know, crap. He used another word, and his son was right there. But his wife brought up, you know, their son had to hear that and, and all this. Rob G., do you have her exact tweet? See if you can get her tweet and see, see. Let me know when you get it, and we can read what she said. But I get that. He, the little kid, I don't know how old he is. He looks, I don't know, six years old, something like that. He's not going to understand. And now it's not the fans, you know, responsibility to be nice just because the the little boy is there. But I do think that was probably a terrible experience, although he looked fine on the podium after the game. Maybe he didn't even understand everything going on. But I'm sure if he did understand it, it wasn't fun for the little boy. And, and you know what's weird? Is I'd hate I, to hear that chanted about my dad. But that that's something where if you're Draymond, they, they might not have expected that exactly. But you knew it was maybe going to be hostile. You knew they were going to be going after you. You knew they were going to be rude and shouting things that were negative about you. You might not want to bring your young boy to something like that. Just knowing, hey, it's going to be ugly. I don't really want him to see that. I, I remember vividly the 1986 World Series. Mets and Red Sox, Chris. Classic seven-game series. The Bill Buckner ball going through his legs in game six. 
Mets down 3 nothing in game seven. They come back, they win at Chase Stadium in the whole nine yards. They, the Red Sox fans were getting on Daryl Strawberry, right? They'd given him a hard time, but guess what they were chanting? What? Daryl, Daryl. Do, do you, like, they were razzing him, Chris. Right. But it was in that vein. Right. What has happened to where we're going now to these incidents over the last few years is what I'm saying. Like, well, what? Here, here, here's Rob. Here's, um, I, I'll answer that in a moment. Yeah, help here's, me out. The tweet from Draymond's wife. Well, she posted on Instagram story, which was then tweeted, which she has since deleted. But, you know, everything mm. on the Internet lives on. Right. So we found it. Why are you even deleting stuff? Like, exactly. It's not going to stay up there. So here's what she said. It's pretty lengthy. Tough loss tonight, but in no way, shape, or form should fans be allowed to chant obscenities at players. F you, Draymond, and calling their dad a B-word, among other things. Are they not human? Is someone standing at your job saying off the all off-the-wall things to you? The NBA has the audacity to have a whole code of conduct card at every seat about fans and their behavior and how they could be ejected from a game or banned, but a whole crowd-slash-section numbers people get to chant F.U. Draymond or call him a B.F.M.F.er and nothing. Like, that's okay? And tag Draymond in the tweet. Yeah. Now, did she say anything about his son being there? She added later on in a a separate post, my kids were at the game tonight. No, excuse me. Warrior fans would never. My kids were at the game tonight hearing that mess. Very disgusting of you little Celtics fans. Shameful. Well, Warriors fans, they call LeBron James some stuff, too. So What do they call him? Curse words. Yeah, okay. I'm just Nothing asking. racist, but curse words. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're not all right. saying that it's only racist stuff. You know what I mean? We're saying that— Well, that's uh, the—like, to, to your point, Rob, look, I think what this is— because I don't remember, Rob, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember years ago, 10 years ago, chants like this. I agree with you. F not, you, Draymond. Not not at not as a Young. not at as a crowd. Right. You know what I, I mean? Right. I don't. I'm with you like that. There might be a handful of people or something. You know what I mean? A couple of drunk right. guys in a section, Chris. But a, but a stadium where you can hear it. Yeah, I, I don't recall stuff like that. Now I'll tell you where I think it comes from, Rob. I, I just think that we as a society have gotten a lot more uh, lenient with stuff like that. Like, I mean, in a lot of music, it's obviously you're hearing curse words and stuff like that. Not on the radio, but, you know, when you buy the albums and stuff or download it, you hear it. But also, Rob, look at a lot of the players in their press conferences. Look at how many are cursing. Like, right? You see a lot of that. It's not even viewed as a big deal anymore when a player... Has, uses a curse word. You didn't see that a few years ago. I don't know because because there was always and and I agree with you on that because you always realize you're in front of a microphone, right. and a camera, and people are going to be listening. And you want to represent your organization, Chris. That's once again about organ about representing your organization and 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 being professional. Everybody has a private was, life. And your brand, your brand. A lot you, of times that could have hurt you. Right. Right. But I'm doing see, I don't think people hold it. I don't know that organizations or or um marketers or companies are holding it against people. Now, I like I said, I just think as a society, there's certain types of language that are more accepted now. 
I mean, let's just keep it real. Not to get too political. Look at the political discourse today. Let's look at the, the, the way Donald Trump spoke as president. And look at the way people spoke about him. Athletes spoke about him as even as he was president. So I just think that as a society now, man, it's like the gloves verbally, not completely verbally, but, you know, to, a, to some degree, the gloves are all verbally and people are just in various walks of life. It's more common and more accepted to hear people cursing. I'll, I'll say this. I've always called Atlanta the worst sports town in America. And I'm just talking, you know this, Chris. Because of the lack of enthusiasm. Because of the la- yeah, right. And because there's so many transient people from all over. There are people from Atlanta, but they're outnumbered because a lot of people find Atlanta as a destination and a place right. to come from all over, so they have allegiances. You know, when the Knicks, you've covered the Knicks down York there. Fan, right. New Yorkers live there in Atlanta, and it's loud, and the Lakers come, and whatever, certain teams, and it's just as loud for them. But I'll say Boston has a terrible reputation, and I love passionate fans, but they're very disrespectful and oftentimes racist. And I, and I, well, I that's think it's where, that's where I have a problem with it, right? the, the racism. Because there's a, I mean, Rob, Detroit, those fans used to when I would go there to cover games against the Pistons with teams I was covering the Knicks, the Nets, the Cavs. I mean, Detroit's fans were bad. Uh, Indiana and they Indiana has some history of racism among their crowd and fans too. Um, but I mean, I do don't th- like. What do you the think cursing. is the worst? What do you th- do? You think Boston's the worst, or can you give me another? Place? I ha- it hasn't been the worst that I've experienced. Where have you been? Do you have one? I would city? say Detroit was the worst that I experienced. Okay, and it wasn't like racist or nothing. No, just but just, just bad, yeah, bad behavior. Yeah. Um, but nothing. Yeah, it wasn't anything where I was like, man, this is, you know, it, it wasn't like above beyond the pale, but it was bad. But um. As long as they don't go racist, and there's a line even beyond racism, Rob, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't, you know me, I I don't curse like that, so I don't like to hear it. There are kids there. Their Draymond's kids were there, among others. They don't women there who don't want to hear that. Right. But I mean, it like I said, the garden did it. Did you feel this way about the garden? Now, obviously, they they may they don't have they don't have the racist history. That Boston right. has. But. The, for, it, the problem is, Kristen, you just said it. It's because of Boston's history. So you pile right. that on top of what they have. And that doesn't excuse the Knicks fans, right, for using that kind of language. It's classless. Right. But when you have the other thing and it keeps happening, you got to say to yourself, what, why is this fan base doing this? And why do right. people in Boston accept this? All right. It's the I couple 877-99 on Fox, 877-996. 63-69. Did Boston fans cross the line last night with F. Draymond Green chance? And given their history, are they the worst fans in sports or just a really passionate fan base? You'll turn away with Chris and Rob, the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, 
for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right. It's the iCouple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. It is a TV theme song Thursday. And we're brought to you, as always, by AutoZone. So if you're dealing with the dead battery, that's where you go. AutoZone. It's America's number one Battery destination, they offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you are having battery trouble, head on over to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. 877-99 on Fox. Did Boston sports fans go too far in chanting F.U. Draymond or F. Draymond Green? Um, and just in general, Rob, we've talked about it, the Boston sports history. What do you think? The fans and even just in general, why fans are they getting worse as far as the language they're using with players? Your turn. No win. doubt. In, per, in, in uh, public. Uh, Van in Virginia Beach, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Van? Hey, guys. By way of the boogie down. Yes, sir. Boogie down. All right. Bronx. That's right. Hey, listen, real quick. Um, you remember when uh, Kyrie Irving – uh, when he flipped the bird, I believe it was in Boston when they was playing in the early part of the series, uh, and he got his pockets got hit hard yep. for flipping the bird. And so my feeling is, it's, you know, it needs to be a two, you know, it can't be a two way street. It's got to be the same deal on both sides. You know, there's people can chant like you said, they can call his name, you know, ad infinitum like they did Daryl Strawberry. Right. Exactly. But, but the but the arenas should you know, put up on the big board or whatever, you know, you can, you can chant. We're not trying to stop your, you know, your fun as fans, but no profanities and any, and any, you know, you know, make it known that, you know, they're not going to tolerate me, Okay. It. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't think that's a bad idea. I would love it. But what if the whole arena is chanting that? What can you do? Uh, uh, well, I mean, beyond you... just stopping the game. What would you well, do? Could you empty the hey, stadium? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, of course, that's 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 taking it all the way to the absurd level. But the point is, let them know that it's not, it's not, uh, it's not pleasing, and it's not. And well, we, they don't again, want to tolerate I get it. that, and I, I would like that. No, I know. But Chris my is point saying, is, what's you the know solution? What how do you, you do? how do you how do you police a crowd yeah. of that size? Right. Because that's right. what yeah. Rob and yeah. I say. Look, let's not keep. Let's not be uh, Pollyannish here. 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, individual fans were cursing at players, right? But it wasn't a whole crowd doing it. Right. Like the wave or something. And that's what I'm asking. If a whole crowd chants that, what are you going to do? I mean, Trey Young had fun with it in New York, and it became kind of like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? Reggie Miller. Reggie Reggie Miller, Miller, right, right. right. It was kind of built as as a fun story. It was fun. Right, but, uh, but I that don't pro- like pro- it. 
Profanity. Uh, is it the worst thing in the world? I mean, you know, I, I just wouldn't like it for kids to be there. Yeah, and kids are there and kids are watching. I mean, let's right. just be honest. Well, Chris, you watched games when you were a kid, didn't you? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I, I watched every game you're I right. could. If I had heard something like that, I would have been like, wow. Uh, Mike in Orlando, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Mike? Like I was telling the guy, you know, I, I work at a grocery store. For his wife to say that we don't deal with it, I work at, in the meat department at Winn-Dixie, and we are always – the customers come at us, F this, F that, blah, blah, blah. Really? Why? Because they don't like the cut of meat or they don't like that you don't have <laughs> they, something? They don't like the cut of meat or they don't like that, oh, so we that didn't have Peyton this. So that Peyton Manning or... commercial is true. When he would go to people's work and, <laughs> and yell at them. Uh, yell at them. I w- I'm surprised by that. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, look, I, I get where even if he experiences it, you know, most people don't all right, experience that at their workplace. But I think what Draymond's wife has to understand, and, and players have said it too, Rob, you're you're in a different type of job. Let's keep it real. No, no, no. It, it, it is we, different. We say it all the time. People we, in the we're public We're in a different eye. job. We, right. We get, we get criticized. We get criticized. Does your average person who people don't know publicly get the criticism even we get? No. Chris, if but I you showed understand you, it comes with it. In the old days when I used to get letters – for columns that I wrote in Detroit oh, yeah, and whatnot sure. when I became a columnist. And I'm sure a lot of them were racist. All, um, yeah, most. I should say not all. Most were racist. Straight up yeah. racist. Yeah. And it was funny when they used to take my column and put it in other newspapers around the country. You know, you used to syndicate it, kind of right. take it, and then, but you wouldn't have your picture with it. So in those column situations, Chris, I never got any racist if it was in the Seattle Post Intelligentsia. Right, right. Do you see what I'm saying? They probably only, didn't think you were black. They didn't, exactly. Right, there weren't many black columns. Exactly. And it was always interesting to me, but when there was a picture and right. they knew they were you were black, they immediately went there. Immediately. Yep. I, I, I got similar stuff uh, when I did write columns, NBA columns, even when I was at the Akron Beacon Journal. Racist stuff. Racist. And, uh, yep, and, yep. and it would be with their home address, Chris. Oh, your yeah. name, everything. Yep, no doubt. All right, uh, we got Steve DeSager with the update now. And then we got hey, Terry Kittles joining us to talk NBA Finals. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's a former NBA veteran, now Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, friend of the show, our man, Kerry Kittles. What's Kerry? up, Kerry? What's going on, fellas? How y'all hey. doing? We are good. We are good, man. Let's hey. get into it. We're a little late getting to you, so let's get right to it. Yeah, we, we were just talking about the fans last night in Boston with the F. Draymond Green chants. Yeah. Class. Rob and I were saying we obviously individual fans have cursed at players, you know, as far back as we can go. But we don't remember hearing full arenas chant that. Remember last year it was the Garden chanting it at Trey Young. Mm -hmm. Did you did you ever experience anything like that where a large part of the fan base is chanting something like that? No. So give me that and what was the worst arena as far as fans in your NBA? Because we we have an idea of what we think is the worst. Yeah, I mean it's it's clearly the the Celtics fans. (laughs) They're the (laughs) ones that 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 kind of go at the players below the belt, I would say. Um, 
You know, they, they were, when I was there playing against the Celtics in the playoffs, there was a lot of stuff about Jason Kidd and, and his, right, his, his right. stuff that went on in Phoenix with his wife. And so there right. were things there. I remember that. And they were, they were actually saying things at his wife, you know, when she was in the stands towards her. They needed security to, to kind of get involved there. So that fan base there, when they get in that arena, for whatever reason, they cross the line oftentimes. And, no, I've never heard entire arenas and the vast majority of the crowd, you know, yelling profanities at, you know, at certain players or even at the referees. Like, that, that fan base is, is incredible. How, how about this? Isaiah Thomas uh, called out Draymond that he's unfocused. He's so worried about the podcast. And not just that. You can do whatever you want, Kerry. You notice when you go to your room after the game or whatever. Right, right. But he's not producing. And, and – and, if you were on his team, would that bother you? Like, can we have your focus for two weeks to try to win a championship? And and he's just going at Cornbread Maxwell, you know, who hadn't played in 30 years, mm-hmm. and he's barking back at this guy and that guy. What do you make of Draymond and his focus and the way he's played? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. What's his motive there? Um, I, I, I would agree with you. Can you put your extra stuff on hold? I mean, when I was in the playoffs – we we put everything on when the playoffs started. It was a, that second season started. Everything was put on hold outside of our requirements and what we were trying to do basketball wise. So I don't understand why he's still doing the podcast now. He has a whole summer to do that. First of all, second of all, he's not playing well, and I think right. this is a distraction from his performance. It's a way of him trying to get out of his own head. I'm sure he's thinking, I got to get out of my own head. I'm not playing well right now. These podcasts, these, these news conferences, it's just ways for me just to talk things out, out loud and maybe somehow it'll shift how he plays because that's that line in that game doesn't match up with, with the mouthpiece that we've been right. seeing and hearing in, in, the, in the media. Well, and Kerry, he hasn't been good in the playoffs. You know, it's, look, he's never – um, been one to be measured by his stats. We all get that. Correct. But in these finals, he's got as many, the three games, he's got as many fouls as points. He's got more technicals than three-pointers. And he's got more turnovers than baskets. And I, I think, is it possible? Do you think he's just, I don't want to say washed, but he's just not at nearly as good as he used to be. You think it's that? Or you yeah. think he's just as a bad matchup, he's having a bad series? No, I think it's that. I, I think Draymond Green needs to really spend more time developing his game. He's in the NBA. You know, he's won a couple championships or whatever. He's building his great teams. And, you know, he's, been, he's played with these great players, right, that, that really carried the load offensively for the most part. But they need him to produce. He's out there. He's playing 30-something minutes a game. And, yes, you know, he, he can be effective defensively, but he's not rebounding the way he used to rebound. He's not changing shots the way he used to change shots around the basket. And he's definitely not shooting the ball at all. I mean, he would he would take those threes and he would make them in a decent clip. Now it's like his offense has really dropped. So, I mean, he needs to work on his game. I mean, that's just, that's just point blank is that he needs to be able to produce offensively to help his team. I mean, Curry's scoring 31. You got Clay chipping in with 25. Right. Wiggins with 18. And it's like, all right, they need points from Draymond Green. How about no the doubt. Celtics, um, you know, bouncing back from game two and, and carry the, the stat is in NBA Finals when the series won one, the team that wins game three wins the championship 83% of the time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I always look at that game one, that steal of that game, you know, mm-hmm. down by 12 to start the fourth quarter and win that game as the one that will ultimately be the reason why they win the championship. What do you think? Has Boston, uh, do they have a great shot at winning this thing? Yes, they do. I, I, I picked them because of their defense. And it's shown even in this play, even against, I mean, they're holding the Warriors to 100 points with with those guys playing really well. I, I just think that, and defensively, how they're able to switch and contain and challenge. And now the mental, the mental confidence collectively, right? When you, when you sweep through Brooklyn, then you go through Milwaukee and you go beat against a tough, gritty Miami team. And now you're in the finals and, and you're at home and the Warriors come there and, and they come out red hot in the third quarter, take the lead. And they just said, yeah, you know what? We, we're better than them. And they were just calm, cool, collective. The end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, like we got this. We're better than them. And you just saw the confidence. It was no. Some teams put their heads down, especially right, a, younger, a younger core. These guys are, are destined to win it. I think they have what it takes. Kerry, I, I look when they took, like they they took the lead right in the third quarter. Steph was yep. on fire. Mm-hmm. I felt like Steve Kerr should not have taken him out. I get that he wanted to play him the whole fourth quarter, but I looked at it as, man, this is the second time that you have kind of taken Steph out and he was on fire. Game one, right, with the 21 first quarter points, sat him for the first five minutes of the second quarter. He only played 37 minutes last night. When he came back in, he wasn't hot. He was turning the ball over. I think Steph's got to be ready to go, and I know now with the foot, we'll see where that is. But I'm... If I'm Steve Kerr and Steph, I'm thinking he got to be ready to go 40-plus minutes if that's what it takes in the NBA Finals. Am I off on that? You think he should have taken him out? Or maybe you you playing the whole second half? I'm I'm with you on that one, I I think. It's a tough call, obviously, but I'm with you on this call because, look, when you're a player, and I've been there before, when you are in your zone and you're hot like that, I I mean, i got to miss at least two shots for you to take me out. I hated coming out the game because – it's time to sub because the clock says three minutes to go in the quarter and we got to rest you and put you back in. No, no, no. I, I'm hot right now. Leave me in. The team <laughs> needs me to make two more shots, three more shots. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that. I don't like that call by, by Steve Kerr. Um, but look, let's give credit to the Celtics defense in that fourth quarter on Curry. I mean, they were in his jock strap. All their switches were up. There were no mistakes. They right. challenged him. He had no open looks. And that's what you want to see for good teams to close out home games, you know, against a good score who was red hot. I mean, that's how you're going to – it reminded me of when Jordan locked down Reggie Miller, right, when he was hot one right. of those series. who was like, wait, you stopped Reggie like that? Like, yeah, I got Reggie. He ain't scoring in the fourth quarter. <laughs> nah, you're right about that. All right, that's our man, Kerry Kittles. Great stuff, brother. Thank, Thank you, you, buddy. Thank you. Anytime, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right. LeBron's got big plans for life after basketball. We'll get into that next. Ah, a couple Fox Sports Radio. Who, me? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. 
every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. TV theme song Thursday, but what is this? This is sounds like uh, Star Wars, the Star TV Wars show, or something like that. It's it's in space, that's Battle for sure. Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, Chris, that might be it. And no, Buck Rogers in the twenty first century is that what that was called? It's Star yeah, Trek, no. Star Which Trek, one? Voyager. See, I only remember the original, but I remember I know Voyager, but I don't remember. I want something one. from this century. I know, I can't. Right. You didn't play any songs from the 60s, any TV shows from the 60s. You know Chris is older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you ready, uh, Rob. I'm right, ready. Right, Dude, I'm right. so ready. I, I I can't even tell you. All right. Um, we got LeBron. Did Do we have sound of LeBron? talking? Yeah. All right. LeBron on the shop uh, talked about what he wants to do after he's done with his NBA career. Here he is. I want to own a team. Buy a team? Yeah, I want to buy a team. That's it. There for you sure. Go. There you go. Buying a right. team and then talking is a little tricky. Uh, if you own the team and like. Yeah, I would much rather own a team before I talk. I want, yeah, I want a team in Vegas. Good for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want the team in Vegas. Rob G, what the talk? I didn't see the whole context. He Did meant you like know? being on the air, being Is an that what they I meant? Think. I, I mean, do, do you know Rob G? No, it was just part of the sizzle reel. They haven't put out any part okay. of the full episode But that's yet. what it yeah, sounded like. I, like, what do you want to do after your career? And he said, like, do you want... I, I, I'm yeah, just I would assuming assume, right, that he's talking right. about being on the air, that he doesn't want to be an animal. Yeah, I don't know that I see... Le- I, I could see LeBron making occasional appearances. You know, like, almost maybe like Magic Johnson does. Magic obviously has been a regular at times. And maybe not quite as often as Magic, but I could see LeBron dropping in here and there to be on a show, you know. But I, I don't, I don't see him doing it consistently. Do you? No, I, I don't either. And that's what's so unusual about the Brady thing is that guys usually like that, not always like the best of the best. I don't think Dr. J was really good. Joe Montana wasn't good. You know what I mean, Chris? Yeah, but go Shaq off. is good for what he does. For what he does, he's good. You know, he's entertaining, Rob. You might not like his questions, but he's entertaining. Yeah. I I, I, I mean, just, Barkley, I, Barkley my, ain't giving you great analysis. He's entertaining. No, no. Yeah. I, I just, I think my biggest issue with Shaq is the, the, I can't hear him. You know what I mean? Like the, the. I can. I, I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem. I have, I, I have an, have I have an with issue that. with like, I, I don't think he, it's, I can always hear him clearly. I wish he could just put, you know articulate yeah. a little louder. That's That would be my only co- concern. But all right. Yeah, I, I think LeBron would be good if I just don't, I don't know, maybe he would want to do it. But I, I like Kobe. Kobe wasn't going to do it consistently. Um, but you'll drop in every now and then and be and be good. But, but yeah, he wants to own the team. I think he will, Rob. I think he will own the team. Obviously, I think the NBA would love to have another African-American owner. Uh, he just became a billionaire. Now, look, there's people with more money, obviously. But, you know, with his name, with his connections, because he's going to put together a team, 
and you wonder how is LeBron, and I don't know for a fact, I'm just speculating off of my knowledge of him. I've done a ton of stories on him, spent a lot of time around him and his 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 guys, Maverick and uh, Randy Mims and Rich Paul, like years ago, more so. But um, I think they're obviously smart, number one. But they also listen, Rob. Like, LeBron's gotten good advice. He, he's friends with Warren Buffett. And I think what they've done is, and the Maverick Carter has said this, like, he's curious. He asks questions. But I think that's what they've done, Rob. I think they've asked questions of successful people. How yeah, do but, you do this? How have you done this? Because, Rob, for him to be a billionaire but I'll say this. is let incredible. Me, let me say this here, though. It sounds like it would be a layup, but it's a very competitive to get a sports team. And people yes. with a lot of money don't always get a team. I'm just saying, like, so it's going to he be interesting people. to see how. No, I understand that. Michael but, Jordan. But people, it's, it's about bids. It's, not a, it's about bids, though. Yeah, so but Michael, I mean, Bob it'll, it'll Johnson be and Michael Jordan out. didn't have the most money. Keep it locked. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 